Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Love HQ podcast. This is a place for women who want to explore love, sex, dating, and relationships through an unconventional approach of ditching the normal dating advice, prizing yourself as an individual, and listening to expert interviews from all different walks of life, focusing on how you can get more in touch with yourself as a person, develop better relationships, and live life on your terms. Hey, my name's Hayley Quinn. Welcome back to another episode of Love HQ, where we actually go renegade on your current standards of love, and I'm giving you a new female-empowered version that you can go with. So if you are really sick to death of hearing how you can catch and keep a man, how to be the woman of his dreams, that you're too picky, or you just haven't met the right one yet, and when you do meet the right one, he'll find you, or any of that crap, and you want to do something different and practical and cool and modern and progressive and powerful, you're in the right place. I'm really thrilled today to be joined by Chief Pleasure Officer from MysteryVibe.com, Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, how's it going? Um, so can you explain your rather sexy role to the women that are listening? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I, yeah, I'm one of the co-founders and, and Chief Pleasure Officer at uh, Mystery Vibe, which is a British company that designs, develops, manufactures luxury pleasure products. Or sex toys. Mm, sex toys. Vibrators. Right. So we're going to be talking in this podcast, sex, sex toys, and about being an intimidating woman. Oh, yeah. Because Stephanie walked in here today and I just said she's got long red hair. She's got a powerful <laughs> vibe, as you would imagine, from someone who's a co-founder and chief pleasure officer, you know. And we, I just got onto the subject, which really like, I was like, I'm going to go renegade on the podcast. I have to talk about this, about how you're often told that you're too intimidating. As a woman, yeah. As yeah. A, as a strong, independent, speak your mind woman, what's the problem with that? Right. And who are that? <laughs> first of all, who who are these people that are telling you that? Or just oh. any old random person? Well, yeah. Sometimes I get asked it uh, when I meet new people and I explain to them what I do, um, which is always a bit interesting. Um, but sometimes it's press and things like that. <sighs> it's the same thing that's like, oh, then when people are asking me, like, am I married? And I'm like, no. And I'm thinking, would you ask a man in his late 20s if he was married to justify (laughs) it? No, I don't think so. Um, So I'm going to give you some strategies to deal with it when people make these. And also, you know what? Sometimes you're cool and happy being single. Other times you're really not liking being single at that moment. And when people say useless remarks like that, like that you're too intimidating, you're too picky, just these throwaway comments. I've had, you don't trust people enough. From someone who didn't know, I was like, you don't know who I am. 
Uh, and, uh, and I was also thinking back, back through my back catalogue of past boyfriends. I think, hang on, I probably trusted people way too much. That's more, <laughs> that's more like the issue here. So it can really, it can really tread on a nerve. And I also think as, you know, as Love HQ podcast listeners and, you know, more evolved women here, powerful women, we have to learn how to actually push back a bit when people try to suggest those things to us. Because in fact, if we keep languaging things this way and we keep allowing that to be an acceptable thing to say, often to someone you don't know very well, then we're actually inadvertently perpetuating all these weird stereotypes and ideas around how women should approach love. And in fact, I'm a big believer that there's a more progressive, cooler way of doing that. So one of the things I thought with like you being told that you're too intimidating, I literally think it's people adding together attractive women works in a sexy industry mm. and god forbid she's single oh wow that why <laughs> because you don't have a need because there are many men who would like to be partnered with you and and to elevate your social status to be not single anymore because single is often seen as like this weird lesser abhorrent thing to be and so i think that's the that's like the nasty subtext i think is really like buried underneath there mm. um we also had a little discussion about uh, good ways that you said that in itself that it's being intimidating, which is a nasty way of saying powerful to a woman. Again, we're like yeah. bossy or bitchy or intimidating. We're never powerful or like strong or cool badass. Or, or badass, but we are. So again, it's a way to dismiss female power. Don't like that. Um, and I think actually sometimes your natural qualities do act like a filter, right? You said it yourself. It's like if a guy's intimidated by me, I don't want to know. That's his problem, not mine. Right. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing my thing. <laughs> right. So I think that it's important to keep doing your thing. And I'm a big believer in that. And I think your natural character is the best filter to people that are going to be good connections for you. Now, if you want to be, I guess, I would never advocate changing your behavior. What you can do is you can recognize that there's things, recognize kind of his position in all of this. Men... And I know we don't like it. I think most of us would agree that it would be nice if men approached us more. Yeah. Because they're not approaching us. Like, I think they must have Every done... Every 10 seconds. <laughs> no, they're not. They're definitely not. And you want them to approach, obviously, in a way that's respectful and nice. The problem is, guys have been so continually communicated with that, like, compliments are harassing, mm. that if they approach you, they're interrupting you. That's the most common thing that I hear from men. They'll be like, well, I don't want to interrupt her. And I'm like, well, what woman has ever, you know, what woman has ever not wanted to be interrupted, but for like a really, you know, good reason. So things that you can do is just to understand one basic principle is if you want him to approach you and you're swapping eye contact with each other, he's not putting one foot in front of the other. You can think, screw him. I want a man that can do that. Or you can think, well, actually, he's probably fearing some social judgment here. And because I'm shrewd, what I'll do is I'm going to move into his closer physical proximity. Honestly, if you could, everyone can, all of the women that are listening, if you just stand near to guys that you find are attractive, I'm not joking, you'll get approached a lot more because obviously he's worried about crossing the coffee shop. He imagines you rejecting him in some brutal and nasty and cruel way and then having to slink back over to the other side. So you can do that. I also think another good thing that's cool is um, uh, I think most of the women who are listening to this podcast, myself and Stephanie included, we're all going to identify as being strong women, right? Like powerful, quite punchy characters. The, the offshoot of that is, of course, everybody is strong in aspects sometimes and can be strong. And then everybody can also be vulnerable. 
and we have everybody has all those sides to ourselves so what you might want to think about as well is am I just you know am I not allowing the people I meet to see those other sides to me which definitely definitely exist because they exist for everybody so that could mean that um not when you're getting somebody saying you're being too intimidating so I want to tell you how to shut them down in a second but you could think if you're on a date or something like that I think it's also really good to introduce vulnerability into the conversation. Say something you don't feel so secure about or say something you're embarrassed to admit. Or, you know, for me, that might be talking about, you know, when I was like when I was teased at school or how I don't feel so secure at some aspects of my business. Because also you need someone who appreciates your strength, but you also equally need someone who when you're having an off day, which we all have, who's going to be there to pick up the flack. And I don't know, I have a really I've had I have had, let's put this into the past tense, without a good bit of NLP, then I have had, historically, up until now, an issue with, I probably would be attracting guys who are really attracted to my strength, but then when I actually freaking needed some help, nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so I think it's good to be conscientious of that. But anyway, we went through, but if you are getting, being told that you're being too intimidating, or, and the person that's saying to it is just generally a busybody who doesn't know you at all, doesn't, isn't like one of your close friends, and um, we were going through some good ways of how to tell them to shut up, basically. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I think one of the one of the ways is just to, I guess, move the conversation on in a like you were saying in a in an NLP kind of way. Yeah, you um, could you can. I mean, one of the strongest things you could do is you can just say anyway and just carry on the, and not acknowledge the comment at all. Like that's pretty brutal conversationally. Or you could say, you could, which I'm in favour of, because I think it's really important that we try and shift how this is seen. You could say, I don't. Th- I think the issue isn't whether I'm too intimidating. I think the real issue here is, and then you can choose from a selection of options. If you want to be really mean to them, you can say, why you think you're in a position to make that kind of commentary about my life? Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> ouch. Well, I think the issue is here isn't with whether I'm intimidating, it's with... Actually, you know, us discussing my interpersonal relationships when really I think we should be talking about this amazing sex toy product. So <laughs> you can, you that's, which is true. You just say, look, the issue isn't with X, it's actually with Y. And then you can move the conversation on. And, you know, there might be a time where maybe you're like a wedding and it's like your great aunt who's trying to be well-meaning but is in, in fact really being offensive that you just want to subtly redirect the conversation. And I know what you said, as you mentioned, you get this quite a bit because you do quite a lot of press around mm. your job. So you might not want to be too aggro with people or too assertive. Yeah, I think, I think you can really balance it. So one way that I might answer that question now is um, if, if someone says to me, uh, do you think men are intimidated by you, by what you do? I could say, um, well, I don't think the issue is whether or not they're intimidated by me. I think the issue is how we see women in positions of power in society mm-hmm. and move it on to a slightly more feminist but less yes. personal topic yeah and I think that's the right thing to do because then you're also highlighting the big subtext which is with our issues with women women who just do something sexy women who do something provocative when it isn't like I'm like fucking hell well done Stephanie you're running you're like <laughs> you're partly running an awesome new cool st- tech startup that's great like why do we have to attach anyway um as part of that I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about um the business that Stephanie co-founded which is mysteryvibe.com mm-hmm. because she's doing something really cool that I think we could all get on board with as women and it's kind of like the future of sex toys so can you tell us about mystery vibe 
and you know the kind of products you do and how they're different from what else is out there in the market yeah sure so we um we actually came up with the idea for building this company about eight years ago a very wow. long time ago um me and my co-founders used to be management consultants uh funnily enough um and we we saw this massive rise in smartphone technology and alongside that we saw how people were increasingly being distracted by it so you always have your smartphone with you at all times you get this flurry of texts emails notifications and when you get home at the end of a long day and as as work as you get older as work gets busier and more stressful uh, people were finding it much harder to switch off when it came to their day-to-day life and switch on when it came to sex and pleasure and as sex is such a huge reason why many couples break up um, either through quality or quantity uh, we thought that was a a massive problem that was worth doing something about hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And kind of bringing the industry uh, back up to date when it came to technology. Uh, So we wanted to create some kind of experience or service which helped you to switch off from your stress and switch on to pleasure. Um, And that manifested itself in our first product, which is called Crescendo. It's a highly personalizable vibrator. You can bend it to take many, many different shapes um, and you can make it vibrate any way that you want. It has six motors. Each one does its own thing. Um, Or you can program it. So, yeah, that's the first product. Um, and I think it's awesome. That, so we're on the, on the cusp of sex toys, I think, becoming really, really customizable. Yeah. And I think that that's probably where the trend that things will go into the future, where we're going to see actually that whether it's your bed 
or an app or a sex toy is mm-hmm. going to actually start to become responsive to you. Responsive and smart. There are so many cool new technologies coming out when it comes to sex tech, whether that's more on the hardware side. Um, one thing that's really cool is one of uh, is a company that we know called Kiru, who uh, basically make two a pair of sex toys, one being for, the, for a man, one being for a woman. And if you're apart from each other over long distance, they will interact with each other at the same time. So it almost feels like you're in the same place. Not quite, but um, it's really cool. It's called teledildonics. Such a horrible word, but essentially means having sex with people over long distance. There's also some amazing stuff happening around kind of haptic technology, technology of touch. How can you recreate, for example, the feeling of someone kissing you down your neck Mm -hmm. through just using technology or... There are really cool things happening with apps and how you meet people and the kinds of people that you meet. So sex tech is is really coming to the fore this year. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I think that um, part of this is understanding as well, creating that kind of finding smart solutions to the problems that I think actually the surge in technology has created mm. for us. Like, mm-hmm. I think that almost we, with things like using, as you said, smartphones loads, you said also, I mentioned on the other podcast that we do together, my Attraction HQ podcast, how things like lots of proliferation of hardcore pornography, mm-hmm. people bringing electronic devices into the bedroom, like all these things that are actually technology-based have been having a negative impact yeah, on intimacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's part of the revolution that we're going to see over the next few years. I think there's been a real focus on building technology just for the sake of we can do it, so why shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Um Whereas what we really should be focusing on is building tech that enables people to connect better, whether that's connecting to themselves and exploring their own desires and what they like and dislike, or connecting to their partner, whether their partner is in the room with them or in a different. Um, So it's all about technology for people and for humans rather than just building cool shit because we can. Right. I love it. And I also think if you're a woman you're listening to this and you're thinking, this sounds great... How would, because we, we put this question out there onto the men's podcast, how could she go about introducing the idea of using a sex toy to him? Because we all know that some men, most men, uh, mm. can think that, you know, the sexual act, and it's not like their fault, it's like how we've been told socially, through media, through movies, the sex act is, it begins when he puts his penis inside, and it ends when he orgasms. It's all very him so sometimes I think intru- like the thought of introducing a sexual toy into the, ped- the bedroom to maybe a guy who's not switched on to that can be an interesting topic. So mm-hmm. for the women out there who are thinking about it, what would you say to them in terms of how they could bring up that discussion or how they could encourage using sex toys in their relationships if that's what they want to do? It's a question that we, and it's a comment that we get quite frequently in the, from men that we meet um, saying, oh, you're replacing us in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> All, all the time. But um, for us, it's more about enhancing the moment rather than replacing a man. Um, I think women are much more comfortable with sex toys. Uh, sex toys for women have a much deeper history. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many more of them for women than there are for men. It's a much more um, mature market, mm-hmm. uh, the sex toys for women. And there's a lot of stigmas, I think, still around male masturbation and and sex toys for men. Right. Um, Which is one reason I think they might be slightly uncomfortable sometimes. I agree, because if you think about it, like, 
And I guess this is an interesting bias that is actually against men. A lot of the times what I see biases that have inadvertently, they put women in a kind of a bad position. I think a woman using a sex toy, it's like, oh, she's got a bullet or she's got a dildo or she's got a rabbit or whatever, like, the generation she was in. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. You somehow see a guy that's using, like, oh, what was the, like, the really, the... Flashlight. A flashlight, oh, yeah. exactly. Something about that suddenly, even in, in, in kinesthetically... I get a squirm in reaction to that, which I really, if you analyse it, I shouldn't, because it's how is that different from a woman using a piece of technology? So again, I think sometimes this will play in to men thinking on some level, or us all thinking on some level that sex is bad, or, or is dirty, or is, is uncool. And in fact, making him feel comfortable with expressing himself and normalizing these things and just having really open conversations about this stuff and just being like well yeah that's what I do I think that brings it to a point where people can feel more comfortable to express themselves because I think actually that the trickle down of us all feeling a bit awkward and weird talking about sex is that actually that will have an impact on him approaching you in a coffee shop Mm -hmm. and that's like it's all part of the same big mess in my opinion that we can actually do a lot to change so being open-minded to what his sexual needs might be or his fancies and not getting freaked out if you know he turns out he's got a thing for something that you don't immediately identify with and getting actually that sexual pleasure and fantasy like we all have some creative ones Mm -hmm. in there and that's not to be dismissive towards our partner so I think moving towards having a relationship which is trusting you're able to talk about it and you're able to introduce sexual toys and if you're single sex toy no-brainer as far as I'm concerned (laughs) like (laughs) I think it's so important um to have that now I'm also quite big actually on women not entering into self-judgment if they do want to have casual sex like absolutely it really ticked and really angry loads of things that are annoying me today it does annoy me when I see these posters again face it's usually Facebook memes and stuff which is like my body is my temple and so therefore I save it for myself until I find real love and I'm like actually that's that is that's bad that's so much worse than just being like you know what screw it I was horny so I fucked a guy and no big deal like that's like like literally (laughs) that's that I'm sorry I know that's crude and you probably might be switching off now don't switch off I'm not saying you have to do that or anybody has to have casual sex or celibacy either of those choices are fine fine by me um, I think it's the how you feel about it that's important. Mm. So, you know what? If you want to be celibate for you, and that feels good for you, and it's not to do with because you're worried that he's going to value you differently or because you've lost value from engaging with him, as long as you're doing it because it's like, actually, like, I've done celibacy. Uh, I think it was good. It was a definite good thing to do. It was like, a, it was like having, like, a detox or something. It was very positive, and I liked it. But at the same time, if you want to go out and have casual sex, or if you want to go out and, you know, only have sex within a trusting relationship, all of those choices are cool. doesn't affect your social value, doesn't affect who you are, doesn't affect how everybody sees you. So just whatever your choice is in that moment, and your choice is also allowed to change, it's fine. Absolutely. Okay, I was going to stop ranting. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think on your, on your earlier point about introducing... Um introducing a sex toy into the bedroom with a partner um if he may if you don't know whether or not he's going to uh what he's going to think about it I think creating that atmosphere of curiosity and playfulness together Mm. is a great way to start and it might be that you just slip it into a little bit of dirty talk I like Um, how you do you you use some like NLP then you want to slip it into just slip it in just slip it in (laughs) 
put into the conversation um, and see how they react when you talk about it. Because I think women in general are much more comfortable when it comes to mm-hmm. talking about and using accessories in the bedroom. Right, because I think but with our girlfriends, we talk yeah. about it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Many women these days get their first sex toy from a friend, from a female friend. There you go. That's good. That's friendship. True friends. <laughs> True friendship. Friends. Um, so yeah I also think that you, what you brought up was a really great point about the tone with which you address anything is so important right like and if you say something that's in a playful tone or something that's like you can say basically whatever you want and that means that how it's demonstrating to him that you feel secure with the information that it's not a big deal that you're not having you're not criticizing him mm-hmm. and so adopting a playful and like jokey light-hearted tone can sometimes be definitely the best way to tackle topics that can be more inflammatory or more difficult um oh, i wish i could think of a sexy segue onto this but i can't so i'm just <laughs> going to say if you went out there want to check out um this cool uh highly customizable sex toy crescendo they head to mysteryvibe.com yeah head to mysteryvibe.com okay amazing i'm also brainstorming at the moment some cool youtube videos we can do so maybe i'll see you on there as well and if you are thinking great i love the idea of the sex toy uh but you're talking a lot about me talking to my boyfriend about this and i don't have a boyfriend that's why i'm listening to this podcast uh then if you want to head to not that you need to have a boyfriend being single is equally valid equally valid um you want to head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club whether you want to remain single and do it in an epic way or you want to find that guy or find many guys or find a guy and a girl or find any combination of the above I've got the skills to pay the bills and I can teach you how to do it and approach life in a far more kick-ass and empowering way. So it's time to shake off that princess in a tower. One day my true love will come feeling about it and instead enjoy life. So if that's you, go to HayleyQuinn.com. I'm heading there right now. (laughs) HayleyQuinn.com forward slash club. And please share this podcast. It's been awesome chatting to you guys again and I'll be back again next week with another episode of Love HQ. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, If you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old HayleyQuinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me, please reach out, and thank you again for your support. 